Welcome to the podcast. I'm Candice Boddington, your host, an energy dealer and nutritional navigator in Cape Town, South Africa, and founder of The Bod Brand. I truly hope that the space adds the value you seek and will give you the starting blocks to heal too. All you need to do to get started is subscribe and you can leave the rest in our hands. We're looking forward to sharing this time together. Thank you for listening. Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Today in studio, I have Robin Kayser, the founder of Art Club and Friends. Hello. <laughs> so, I think it will only be fitting for you to introduce yourself, what you do, who you are, so that the audience can get a little understanding of why you're here today. Okay, hi everybody. So, my name is Robin Kayser. I am the founder of a local unisex brand called Art Club and Friends. Um, everything we do is made locally here in Cape Town. Um, I think we're um, quite different to a lot of the other brands here because we focus a lot on working with artists and specifically telling the stories of the people that make our clothes. Um, that's something that's really important to me. But other than that, I'm just um, just trying to figure out life. <laughs> pretty much who I am. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I, I make really sick clothes and I'm just trying to figure out life. I love that. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously this is quite different to the normal conversations on here that are around periods and health mm -hmm. and all those fun things. But mm -hmm. I do find this topic really relevant and interesting being someone who has my own business. And I know mm -hmm. that a lot of people who are listening have their own businesses or just love the idea of potentially becoming Start an entrepreneur. Yeah. And you really have started from the ground up yeah. and worked your ass off mm -hmm. to where you are now. And I think obviously that's inspiring, but like we were saying before we started the podcast, there are so many realities to the jobs we've chosen mm. and that's kind of what I think we'll chat about today based on the questions that you got sent and I just really feel like you have a really great voice for this so thank you I hope so let's dive straight into these questions cool. okay so <clears throat> one of the first ones that um Robin got asked because we didn't open this up on um, my platform I just think thought it would be more mm. um relative and also kind of nicer to have more questions from like so how do you manage the difference between your online and offline identity and this is a big one yeah so this is actually something we started chatting about when we walked through the door <laughs> and I think it's something that a lot of um, a lot of entrepreneurs that have kind of like built a community online have to come to terms with and it is a, it can be a little bit of an identity crisis because sometimes uh the way I like to put it is sometimes I don't really know or remember where Robin ends and where Art Club begins. Um, and sometimes that's positive and sometimes that ne that's negative. Things can be going really well in a business sense and be really tough in a personal sense. And sometimes it's the reverse. Sometimes personally yeah. I'm doing great and things are going really slow or very difficult at work. Um, something that that I personally struggle with I never know how much my community wants to know online but I am starting to realize that 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 authenticity for me is at the core of or at least I try to keep it at the core of everything I do um it just means that at every turn you're you're speaking your truth yeah um, either personal sense or design sense 
and at the end of the day, that's the community you want to build, the, the people that resonate with that. Yeah. Not the other thing. You know? No, no, exactly. Um, yeah. So the way that you manage it, though, mm. the online and offline identity, mm-hmm. do you have certain things that you know when to back off the one or the other? I'm super impulsive. Um, so I think that's sometimes an issue. Like if I, if I feel really passionate about something, I'll like vent on yeah. Instagram. That's also, that's also real. That's authentic. Um, the other thing that, that sorry, Vader. <laughs> disgusting. <a> <laughs> okay. Um, something that I was talking about is, is when you, when you, and, and to be honest, social media is something I don't think I'm very good at. It's something I often, often neglect. Um, but I have been very lucky in building a community there that, that I feel is very engaged and some people I like to connect with. Um, but often you, you bump into people and they'll say like, wow, you're really killing it. You're smashing it. You, every time I see you're posting, you're doing something cool and something new. And that feeling that my first reaction is obviously thank you. And my second reaction is always, I don't really know how to say that is all true but there's also so much yeah you don't know you know it's not always good sometimes um you know sometimes i see people on social media doing incredible things and um learning how to focus on your process and your path yeah and not constantly compare is 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 a big one and that's yeah and that's literally what we were speaking about Mm -hmm. beforehand and i haven't spoken about it too much on social media myself Mm -hmm. but I fall into comparison traps so often more than I'd like to admit. And when falling into that trap, it's of the comparison. I have been trying to change my narrative around that. Mm -hmm. So when I see myself comparing someone in successful, like if they're doing really, really well in their business, I've been trying my best to like come back and be like, okay, but like how good are you doing as an individual Mm -hmm. right now? And that in itself is your success. Mm-hmm. So that I feel like is my managing process when like one or the other is doing better. I literally just take it back a step. I'm like, okay, but yes, you aren't like killing it on social media today, but you really had such a good breakfast with friends. A real life day. Yeah, yeah you had such a good real life day and mm-hmm. that's a different success. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just changing the the narrative in my head of like, okay, but what is success today? Mm-hmm. And then that online offline identity can somewhat be managed at least on a daily basis. Yeah. Because it's difficult. Some something um someone like pointed out to me, which has been so helpful, especially on bad days, is to try and define your why. Like why are you doing this? And that can change. Mine definitely changed. When I was a young, very um ambitious sixteen year old, I was gonna start an empire and run the world and you know do the whole thing and as I get older I've realized I've redefined my why my why is definitely not about money it's it's about fulfillment it's about creating and this is something that is a huge positive of starting your own business is you kind of get to form what you want your life to look and feel like on a day-to-day basis you can choose how many hours do you want to put in how much of that time do you want to spend doing creative things that's the really cool part about it but once you're clear on what your why is, so so my why is very much around creative fulfillment, um, creating a space where a workspace where we can kind of redefine what expectations are of people, like making space for mental health and making space for people who maybe don't have training and 
finding them and training them up. And that's really amazing. So, so and I've realized that I didn't know that's, that as a young person, but that's that's really a big um, driving force behind what I do is feeling good about how other people feel when they go home from work. Like they go home and like actually work was really cool. Even if I had a horrible day today, there was space for me to have that day. And that's got nothing to do with money. So for me, when I feel that that part of my why is being fulfilled, that's hugely successful for me. But it has it, it can be the complete opposite to making money. Exactly, yeah. Um, and that's where the that's where the comparison thing is dangerous. Is you're you're looking at people who are doing similar things to you, but their why could be completely different. And that's when the comparison is almost not relative. It's because not re- you're how comparing you apples with oranges. Yeah. Right? My my goal isn't to be. Um, South Africa's most profitable um, empire. It's not. No. You know, I care about the environment, and the two don't go together. So, so learning, I think, it's putting in the effort to understand what do you, what is what do you want your legacy to be? Is it is mm. it money? Is it followers? Is it creativity? Is it um, something more social to do with people and redefining? I don't know labor practices. So for me, what's something thing. that I just actually want to ask because mm. I sometimes struggle it, struggle with it when I am trying to redefine the mm. why because, like you said, the why changes so often. Totally, yeah. What is your process when you go? Okay, I need to change the why. Is it just like something that comes to you and you- a quick pup break because the puppies were going crazy. <laughs> Um, so as I was saying or asking, mm. when it comes to redefining your why, mm-hmm. is it something that comes to you that is a feeling like, okay, no, this just feels wrong, this is actually what I feel like and it just comes to you or is there, is there a way, like, do you sit down and ask yourself certain questions? Because that's where I get stuck when mm. I know that my why has changed but I don't quite know how to now action it and put it into like how I now follow through with work. Got you. Um, I think that's where, for me, that's where I feel really lucky to have people very close to me that know me very well, mm. um, that I, f- I feel I have enough room and space to be honest about what I'm feeling. Um, so, so I had about almost a year ago, I almost quit Art Club entirely. I just wasn't, wow. I was feeling this constant sense of disappointment and constant sense of I could be doing better in a different space. Um, and I just I was just being super negative about everything I was putting everything on everything around me and saying like I'm not doing well because that other business got given a loan and if I got that loan I would have been Mm. better or I'm not doing well because the economy is terrible or I'm not doing well because uh, people don't get my vision or what you know like it was just all very um, excuses based and I think I think the process for me is focusing more on yeah, it's just that that making space for your intuition and going, is this is this what I was born to do? Is this what my soul needs right now? And if the answer is no, the only person that can change it is you. No one else is going to come in and say, hey, Robin, what I really think you should be doing with Art Club. Yeah, but it's funny this, how we want that. Oh, I wish, I wish. and But, but I think you can also give give some of that power to your friends and family and mm. say, I'm, I'm struggling with this. What do you guys think I should do? Because they they'll, often they will know. Yeah. Um, and not forgetting that you do have support if you allow it. And yeah. Sometimes as a as a business owner, you you 
put so much responsibility on yourself to have everything together all the time. And like have all the answers, the oh, next thing to do. Yeah, which is just impossible. It's yeah. just you're 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 setting yourself up for failure if you if you think you have all the answers or try to. Yeah. It's just too much. It's too so much good support system yeah. would be your first yeah, go to. To be honest, I know that's No, it's 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 an honest answer mm. and I think it's also something maybe that we just bypass in our thoughts because we mm-hmm. just think that maybe there's something else we should be thinking yeah. of or doing in yeah. order to get that answer that we want but sometimes it is that mm-hmm. simple yeah. sometimes it is just maybe like connecting with the people that you've allowed in your life mm-hmm. who know you like mm-hmm. well enough to guide you totally. and giving them that space so I think that is very well answered and we can definitely move on to the next one which is how did you forget your age for an entire year? <laughs> so complete 180. So um, last year I turned um, 26 but I thought I was turning 27 and about two weeks before my birthday I said to Tanya, my best friend who's also working with me, I'm so excited to turn 27, I'm approaching 30, I'm so ready and she looked at me and she was like, no, my girl, you're turning 26. I was like, what? <laughs> Definitely not. I've been 26 this whole year. That means I'm turning 27. And she counted it out for me. And basically, I missed a whole year. How that happened. That's wild. I know. And I, I honestly, it, it, it really freaked me out for a while. But I was so excited because I was like, I, I got a whole year back in my life. I was acting like a 26-year-old when I could have been slightly less serious as a 25-year-old. But I think it. I think all it was is just a, a year of having my head down, and just honestly focusing so much on art club and my business that I. I just the whole year I'd been. People kept asking me how old are you, and I was like, yeah, I'm twenty six. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know if that's happened to anyone else. I mean, was a support group for people who lost a year of their life, but I also got a year back, which was quite cool. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still quite shaken by it, but hopefully, hopefully it'll happen again. You know, maybe when I'm like 29, I'll just think I was 30 and gain a whole year. Yeah, back. And be like, well, I'm 29 Highly now. Highly recommended. Highly <laughs> recommended. Lose a year. Lose your mind. Lose a year. Um, I always have a bit of a giggle though, because Luke is a year younger than me, mm-hmm. so I feel like I gain a year just by totally. being with him. I'm like. Oh, okay, it's fine, but shame he, he acts much older than his age. Shame. <laughs> I think he's in your position. Yeah. I think he, he definitely lost a year or two. Oh. Um, but that's wild that you just got so busy you lost yeah. a year. So for clarity, I'm now turning 27 this year. Okay, fair. So I'm on track with <laughs> keeping <laughs> track. Regularly checking with my ID year. number. <laughs> oh, that's so great. Okay, so back to business, mm-hmm. and I think this is something that a lot of people will resonate with, and that is the patience and timing in a small business. And then I'm assuming they mean in succeeding or getting yes. to a place where you feel like you've made it, mm-hmm. whatever that is to that person. Yeah, I think I think the patience thing is so... Uh, it's tricky because you, you don't want to be complacent. Like I think a lot of people who are successful, are um, they just persevere especially when things are going slow yeah um so i think patience is patience is comes a lot with having belief in what you're doing so going uh you know when things aren't going so well going back to your why i know i sound really esoteric but it is a it is a really difficult thing because you you can plan as much as you want but sometimes things don't go to plan and often it's beautiful when things go a lot faster things yeah think. and these sometimes these weird opportunities arise out of nowhere but I think it's because you keep up the energy. 
So how mm. would you do that? Because I mean, I'm pretty sure so many people have gone to that point where mm. they feel so low in their business and it's just like, what is the point in going on? Yeah. Or how yeah. do I even keep going when nothing's happening? Mm. I think I think you have to focus on what are you putting your time and energy into? Because I think a lot of people get caught up in putting their energy into admin and putting their energy into like the daily tasks, which to be honest, don't I don't think grow a business. They maintain a business. Yeah. Um, but for me, a huge shift, and, I, and it's a lot of that help is from having someone work with me now, um, is making time to dream and um, re-collaborate and, you know, reset your intentions and your direction. So making time to sit down and go, okay, where am I at? Where do I want to be? And I literally draw mind maps like a three-year-old all the time. I love that so much. I have, <laughs> I have a section that says, what do, what do I need? And in there sometimes is making time to watch more documentaries, to read more, to listen to podcasts, things that fill me that have absolutely nothing to do with my business. And then there's things like, what am I missing from my business that I need to be focusing more on? For example, sales, which is not my passion. Yeah. Um, and I think it's like setting up a system where you constantly check in with yourself, where you're like, what do I, what do I think is happening and what is really happening here? Those tough, yeah. those tough talks are really hard, but they're so empowering where you like, you give yourself the room to go, okay, I'm dismally failing in this area and I'm horrible at it. What can I do to fix it? Do I need to read more? Do I need to hand it over to someone else? Or, or do I just need to cut that part out of my business? You Did know? you find it difficult first working with someone mm. and like parting with finances as a small business to begin with? Because I think that's, for me, was the hardest thing mm. when I had an assistant last year to mm-hmm. help me when my health went to poo. Yes, yeah. I found that super difficult. Do, do you mean um, being honest with what's actually happening financially in your business? Yeah. And like, super hard because it's it's it can be super embarrassing if it's yeah. like if it's not, you know, because we all and it's totally okay. A lot of us are projecting that we're doing better than we are. That's that's part of, you know, dress dress for the job you want to get kind of thing we all do that and that's okay but I think it is it is really um incredible to slowly start having those (laughs) and it's been a slow process with me Mm. Tanya who's my best friend who I tell everything I've only just given her access to my accounting system and it's not for lack of trust it's just this like fear of people thinking you're something and you're not that thing and 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 it's I strongly encourage it like rip the bandaid off just be honest with someone about where you're at so that you can start building and getting to the place you actually want to be. There's yeah. no sh- there's no shame in, in running a non-profitable business. That's what most people are doing. They're just not saying it. But like it's the same as when people struggle with addiction. Or the first step is is acknowledging there's exactly. a problem and that's the only way you can fix it. Um, and I think and I think that's why these kind of conversations are so important. And it also stems back to what I was saying when people bump into me and they're like, wow, you're killing it. And I'm like, actually, I just took out a loan. Or actually, um, yeah. I really struggled to pay my staff this month. Or I didn't pay myself this month. Um, yeah, I think I think the honesty around that is also so important because then when you do do well, people know the real journey. Exactly. They know that it wasn't always easy. They, they don't go like, oh, she's, you know, from day one just been killing it. That's, that's never the case for anyone, no. I don't think. I don't think it is. I think it's just like what you said before it's Mm. based around the fear of maybe what people think yeah and maybe there is a bit of stigma around like failing but Mm. looking like you're not yeah and then still having the conversation around Mm. that which is tricky 
Um, but I do think it's important because I think it won't make people feel as negative around their journey mm-hmm. if they knew that more people were mm-hmm. feeling that totally. struggle. And, and, of... and, and for me, the way I've tried to look at it is that that every failure, as long as what you do in it moves you in the right direction or closer to the space you want to be, like there's no final destination where you're like, cool, I'm successful now. There's no point where you're going to be like, okay, today I have X amount of money. That was what's... It, it's always, you're always going to be moving the marker which is the same thing, you're always going to have failures. So I think seeing as your failures as, as like um, kind of, I, I just try, kind of try and see them as exciting. Like, wow, I really messed that one up. How did I not know that that event was going to put me in debt? Or how did I not see that coming? You kind of have to have a sense of humor about it and then go, okay, well, that taught me this lesson, which is going to really help me in the future. And, and you know, often success is just a series of, failures in the right direction <laughs> i love that it's not the romantic <laughs> version of it but i think it's the truth and, and the the point is you just have to keep going um do you have any yeah. kind of um like things you go to when things are really just not going good like do mm. you have like something that just kind of gets you back into the flow so this is a i i think this is a, re- a really strange answer but mine i is, love a strange answer <laughs> mine is connecting with my customers Okay. Because like we, Tanya and I had a really weird end to our year. We had like three projects that just went surprisingly wrong. <laughs> just <laughs> you're like, gonna say something else? No, like, surprisingly we just, well. No, we just had that. We we were like we did the thing we always do. We we're on top of them. We did like the samples, and they just went like, can I swear to shit? Yeah. They just yeah. Went to no, shit. no, no, no. And we were swears. like, what is happening? And um, then we had like a few customers come in over that week and. There was one girl who had suffered from um, anorexia and she was like, thank you so much for creating this space where I can just come in and try things on. And, you know, there's there's this understanding that my body isn't the issue. Maybe it's the shape of the clothing. Because that's the thing when people are like, wow, if you don't yeah. have my size, that's actually my fault. It's not your fault. I need to fix that. Um, and just having like these small moments with real life people going, I really like what you do and it, it's made a small difference in my life. That coming back to that is um, always super helpful because y- all the like the big um, pressures you put on yourself kind of slip away and you're like I actually even if it's just one or two people that are resonating with what I'm doing that's cool I did something yeah um, I like that a lot yeah little ones the little know? yeah mm-hmm. um, I can't remember someone said it was a podcast I listened to and it was around they call it like the 1000 community or like one like having a thousand customers that mm-hmm. you are like for the rest let's say like True of your fans, career I think they yeah something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that yeah. and you literally just focus on them and you nourish those relationships mm-hmm. but authentically not just because Completely. it is that is sometimes or is actually all you need to mm-hmm. have a fulfilling successful business it's like a theory it's not no i to I, be on end I, I totally get that they, they talk and this is going to sound like a little bit less <laughs> emotional but they talk about your brand evangelists so it's the people that that are going to spread um, what you're doing through word of mouth because they've they had a really amazing connection with you. You're not going. They're not influencers. You're not paying them. They just love what you do. Yeah. Um. And I I think that you can't fake those connections with people. You can't buy them either. It's just when there's that alignment with someone seeing what you do and they go, oh hey, that's that's really cool. Yeah. Um. And I do. I I and I still am like surprised when I meet them. But sometimes you meet people that are like, oh my gosh. 
I love what you do, blah, 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 blah. And you're just like, I love you. Who are you? What's your name? Let's be friends. Um, and I, yeah, I, I really think that's sometimes where um, social media can be powerful and also negative because you, you, you can fall into the trap of thinking it's this one-way thing where if you just put out stuff, people are going to buy, but you have to make time for the other end where you actually are connecting with them and talking to them, replying to them, meeting up with them, giving them what they need, not just taking... Something. What do you need from them? Yeah, exactly. Like mm. very much a mutual relationship. Exactly. Yeah, no, I love that. That's really nice. Um, okay, so that was the patience and timing of a small mm. business. I don't know if you have any other nuggets. Um, patience and timing. Yeah, I think I think the other thing is uh, a lot of people, I think it comes down to your why, is that if you're in it for a quick success or an overnight success, chances are it's not going to work out. That's just been my my view on thing. Often, often the people that come in with pretty mod- modest dreams, um, but their why is really powerful. They're doing it because it's something they're really fueled by or really passionate by. Um, those are kind of the people that last because, you know, on the when things are going slow, the the reason they're doing it isn't hinged on success. It's hinged on something really deep seated in who they are. And I really want to encourage that. There's so many kids that start fashion labels um, and they just, they're just they mimicking things they've seen out there. And I get it. We all mimic to a certain extent. It's like, it's what, especially in fashion, that's what trends are, are built on. But as soon as you like, if you're, if you're really ruthless about breaking away from that mimicry and you, 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 you put in the time and energy and focusing on what's authentic to you, the patience thing becomes easier because you, you love what you do even when it's kind of going badly. Yeah, or slower mm. or... Yeah, yeah. So I think I think, I think think the patience thing becomes easier if you're doing the thing that you really want to do, not the thing you think is going to be easy or the thing you think people want you to do. Yeah, that's, that's very true. A trap. Yeah. It is a trap, especially now in a space where one can like, potentially be glorified for something that the people won, mm. but it isn't necessarily your truth. Mm-hmm. Like when I was very deep into the fitness industry, yeah. for example, mm-hmm. if you are sharing certain content yeah. that maybe supports diet culture, yeah. that can be glorified. Mm-hmm. But then your truth is not really that, but you yeah. want to give people what they want. I broke away from it at the beginning of this year. And that, I, that's brave. But I was but just like, I'm, I can't. The people who support you and like really connect to you are probably pretty thankful for that I mean for me that my journey with that was I kind of like got pushed into street the category streetwear yeah which I actually to be completely honest in Cape Town fundamentally just don't connect with because a lot of it's built around um male dominant fashion and and it created a whole bunch of spaces where women necessarily weren't that invited or not necessarily women just non-male identifying people were were kind of just isolated or made to feel not up to scratch and I experienced that going into various retail spaces that had all these like and I'm I'm no shade because a lot of them are friends of mine now but I was one woman going into spaces with a lot of men and it was this whole streetwear culture around like skating and like you know supreme and like all these big brands that didn't necessarily um, exude authenticity it was like a lot of mimicry was involved um kind of kind of lost my point there we were on the patience and timing of a small business 
Oh my goodness. No, we were, we were talking about um, moving oh, away moving from what away. people yes, want yes, to yes, yes. And that, that was a big thing is I constantly got asked, I was being interviewed for top 10 streetwear brands in Cape Town. And to try and go, whoa, 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 that's, I don't, I, I don't connect with that word yeah. at all because it, it, it represents a lot of things that I don't agree with. And people get, people um, almost get a little mad in the beginning because they're like, you, you're doing so well in this space. Why are you moving away from it? But at the end of the day, if I built a streetwear brand and then 10 years down the line, I was like, well, that's not at all what I wanted to do. I'm going to be the only person to blame. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that, that coming back to, to just constantly being, being truthful with yourself about what it is you're doing this for. Yeah. And really, really like... It's hard. <laughs> sitting with it. Mm. I think, mm. I mean, I, I try to do it when I feel that unsettled within my business or just mm. in like what I want to do on the rig mm. and I actually sit down also with a piece of paper and I have to just sit there and be like okay but now you have to be really honest yeah. with yourself because mm. like you said it's only going to be you at the end of the day who's mm-hmm. going to be fulfilled or not fulfilled mm-hmm. and the choices yeah, exactly. ultimately come down to you mm-hmm. but they're difficult choices they're not easy mm. um so let's just say like you're in that process of like doing what you want and your why. Mm-hmm. What is your process in taking an idea and then making it into reality? Mm-hmm. So some, so when I started my business, especially when I was working alone, I, I really want to emphasize the fact that a lot of it is like either a series of mistakes or happy mistakes. Um, you won't believe how many times I mess up on a daily basis. And I, and I am so vocal about that because you put out the final product or you or you um, don't include all the steps. So I think um, there's a, I went to a talk um, by an artist, William Kentridge, many years ago, and he talked about creating a safe space for stupidity, which I absolutely loved that concept because we're so under pressure to put our content so quickly and put our clothing so quickly that's always on point and it's just getting better and better and better the whole yeah, time yeah, yeah. and there's no room to just mess up and go whoa that was that was really bad you know yeah um so i think in terms of my process i try and make a lot of room for time for me to feel things out and 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 make samples and go that's scrap it like completely that's kind of sometimes your best work is produced from your worst work or at least that's been my experience um to try and like try to distance yourself from that pressure to just constantly outdoing yourself yeah which it's, is like it's real. really hard and it's linked to it's linked to consumerism and like always like just putting out like these crazy drops and better and better and better um you can't you can't keep up with that um so i think what i've what i've done is a a very um a non <laughs> I, I i don't know what's the opposite eight type, type personality i i'm not good with um systems and routine and all of those things I've actually tried to instill a lot more routine in my life and and Tanya's helped me with that immensely and going okay step one is like coming up with an idea step sit down before you have to do the process and formulate the process and just do it it takes a lot of the anxiety around um planning like if you've just got this like little list of step one through ten of how you put a product out there just becomes more fun because you've done the brain work before it's almost like you don't have to have decision fatigue at the end of it because totally. you've got all these little steps just exactly. guiding you and 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 i've thought a lot about like goals and dreams and the only way you can really have control of whether they come true is setting up systems and again this is not romantic this is like this is like a real nugget that like 
honestly, if you just do it, it'll work. I've got a quote which I'm going to find for you on my phone and I'll say it for yeah. an end. But the sentiment is just basically like, if you have a dream working backwards from it, you can set up systems that won't necessarily guarantee you'll get there, but they'll guarantee you'll be moving in that direction. Oh, that's really nice. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and it just takes the like it takes the mystery out of getting where you want to be in your life, setting up systems that kind of daily move you in that direction. Because eventually you'll get there, whether it's four years or ten years or I don't know, one year. That's that's the part you can't necessarily control, but you can control that you'll get there eventually. I yeah. really I really feel that if it's something you really want and you set up a system and you follow it, you'll get there. Oh, that's really nice. Mm. I like that. I think that kind of falls into the, like the five-year plan to some degree. Mm, mm. I I find that very stressful because I do as well. I don't have one, so I have like yearly plans. <laughs> so like, what's what your five-year year? I'll tell you my five-year plan. It's hilarious because someone asked me, a student asked me in an interview the other day, and I panicked. And I was like, <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. I don't have one, but if I had to have one, um, my five-year plan is to get to a point where I could just switch off my phone for a week, and my business would just keep running. Oh, I love that. That's my five-year plan. And that's it's, very nice. It's very real because my phone anxiety is probably my biggest anxiety at the moment. And well, just being it demands just... a lot. I'm sure even from having... I mean, I see it with Luke who has two factories mm-hmm. and 40 staff. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of people that need answers on the yeah. rig. And it's a lot of discussions and meetings and new clients. And sometimes I look at his phone and I'm just like, I kind of want to put your notifications off on mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. it's... It's a lot. It's constantly being distracted by something yeah. that's not right here. Yeah. And that's that other that other thing of like where do where do I end and where does my business begin? And the best and the worst thing about a cell phone is that people have constant access to you. So I sometimes will get emails, stressful emails coming through at eleven forty five at night on a Friday. <laughs> and I'm like, cool. Do well, I do what I do, I do, I do the responsible thing and just ignore it till Monday? Or do I do the entrepreneur thing and reply to this at quarter to 12 when I'm in a club and just go like, can't really type right now, but I'm going to. And and that's like, I... I this I, is so real. This I, happened to me this past weekend. It, yeah. And, and like, that that's, oof, I don't even know what the right answer is to that. I guess it's different for different people. And I think it's different for different moments. Sure. Sometimes you're and excited and you're like, it's 11.45. Yeah. And I, have to, I mean, the, the perfect examples, I got an email once when I, I was doing, it was around this time last year, I got an email from AFI, which is Africa Fashion International. And um, I kind of, it was again, one of those happy accidents where they said, um, I asked them who was going to be performing at the show. And they're like, oh, Ricky Rick's performing. And I was like, cool, who's dressing him? And I kind of got like a, a very sweet, but like shame, you know, you're, you're a baby designer. Like yeah, yeah. he's like, he's like partner with Gucci. Like I'm sure he's covered in terms of like outfits. And I was like, well, just let him know if you want stuff. I got stuff. Like I'm, I'd be happy to dress him. I'd love to dress him actually. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, okay, cool. I'll ask him. And then I got a reply at like 1130 saying the, the caption, the, what do you call it? The, the subject yeah. line yeah, yeah. of the email was in capital Ricky Rick wants to wear your stuff. <laughs> and then the line was, he's coming to your studio tomorrow. And I was like, oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, I'm going to go home. <laughs> so in that case, I reply. Um, but that, yeah, I guess that's, that's the fun part of not being in a, a nine to five is that you do have this like wild up and down journey. The highs are high and the lows are, are pretty low. Yeah, they are. And they can be somewhat isolating, I found, mm. because you think that maybe someone doesn't quite understand where you're mm. at. I was very blessed to have Luke 
we both quit our jobs at the same time mm-hmm. not because it was planned we were both just kind of inspired by like what we both wanted mm-hmm. and we could at least go this is really hard and yeah. you could go I totally understand I get that but I don't think many people have that it, I can totally relate to that because um, my partner Matt we've also we actually I started my business as I met him I was doing nothing at the time I was super um, I was super unproductive and he kind of asked me what are you what are you doing <laughs> And I was like, oh, I'm starting a business. And then I had to actually start the business <laughs> <laughs> to get the boy, you know. Um, but <laughs> thanks, Matt, for that. Um, but but at the same time, he quit. He was working um, in advertising. He quit to pursue music. Um, and we did that at the same time. And, it, and I completely agree with you. It was so helpful to have someone who, who, who got it. Because it is so different when you like deciding like do I want to put money towards medical aid or do I want to put money towards my business that's like, the most realist question I've ever heard it's and for, for us to be honest about like we, we joked about um, like sugar mommies and like sugar daddies it like it like flicked from month to month sometimes Matt was buying groceries and sometimes I was buying groceries yep. and it honestly was it was a lot of real talk but it's cool I loved it like I love the I love that our like early years of a relationship was formed through a lot of hustling, like a lot of, yep. and <laughs> a lot of that. yeah, a lot of hustling, a lot of empathy, and mm. yeah, it, I guess it does build your relationship on a level that is very different, mm-hmm. and I think very much going to be in our generation. Yeah, and and even extending further from like the, for what we're doing here, extending further from um, r- romantic relationships to friends and other entrepreneurs learning to kind of like work in co-opetition as opposed to competition like one of my good friends and dan has a brand called good 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 and we often talk about like the real shit running a business about like oh is your business an overdraft haha so is mine like and and it's actually pretty freeing to to connect with people because then you don't feel like you're not the only one who's Mm -hmm. maybe going through the Mm -hmm. most Mm -hmm. by yourself totally because yeah i think a lot of entrepreneurs are starting it on their own and it is super lonely it can be um yeah so i i think that's why these kind of things are so cool and again talking about it means that maybe people who've been following you or following me have this beautiful idea that our lives are going so well and everything's perfect and we always have cute outfits and like it's just not the case (laughs) and that's why i love doing like these talks to just say i'm i'm the same as you yeah i maybe started a few years earlier but same, same, you know, yeah. same problems, same highs, same lows. Yeah, and I think that's just what I mm. would love to get out of sharing podcasts mm. is that building of connection, even if it's just the first step for someone in their mind that makes them feel not so alone. Mm-hmm. So that was very well put yeah. for our last question, but I do have one more question okay. for you. Okay. So I ask at every podcast, and okay. that is, what would you tell your 16 year old self today? Oh, this is something I was talking about last night, actually, is to just try and enjoy the journey. Um, I actually have a tattoo that says here on my arm, which I got when I was 20 after having a bit of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> and I think I think um, to just tell myself that you will get there and it's going to be amazing and just to like, just trust in the process like you you know you do know what to do inherently you always know what to do and to just never to try your best never to doubt that yeah i love yeah. that yeah i think that's what i tell her <laughs> well 
Thank you so much for it's sharing thank your story you so and your insights and your love and your journey. Mm. And yeah, it's just really cool to meet you and connect. And in real life. Yeah, in real life, <laughs> which is the best part about all of this. I know. Um, and yeah, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Bye. Hey everyone, thank you for listening to this podcast. I want to listen to you too. So if you have any questions or ideas of dream guests, I'm all ears. I'd love to hear from you. Stay tuned for the answers to your questions and to hear your dream guests on this podcast. Send your questions and requests to candice.buddington at gmail.com and I look forward to connecting with you on a much deeper level. Bye.